good morning. Ah. My name is Susan, and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. And thank you for your patience. We are not perfection, but one day soon. Yeah. Perfection. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Let's start today with the daily word. And the word for today is mother's blessing. And the affirmation is, I bless all mothers everywhere. The word mother brings to mind love, gentleness, nurturance, and compassion. <coughs> Even if I did not experience these qualities from the woman who gave me life, I give thanks for them in everyone who has inspired me and touched my life. To my <clears throat> to my mother and everyone who has blessed me with mother's care, I send you love. I say a prayer of thanks for your presence in my life, for the sacrifice you made to give me the opportunity to grow and learn. You taught me the power of love and gentleness and the strength found in giving. You taught me above all to be true to myself. For a leader who has taught me to lead by example. I send you thoughts of infinite love and peace as I join with others in gratitude and joy today. And from Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the tea is on her tongue. Thank you. So we will um, start our service today by seeing Shirley the presence, and we will be accompanied by joy. Thank you. 
to Joyce. And it's now time to greet our neighbor. So those of you who are, who are here and reach out and touch each other. And those of you on Zoom and wave or whatever. So here we go. Uh, can we come to you? Walk in front of the camera. Good morning. You know who our reader is today? Oh. <laughs> nice answer. <laughs> I don't think so. I think who's on first? <laughs> when is our Because here's my thought. When we want to hear the people on Zoom. Yeah. I'll turn that mic on on that laptop. Or turn the audio on. Am I waving? Can I wave? Am I waving at him now? Are they waving back? Yeah, take a step back. Wait, it's nice to see you back again. Yeah, I have my back. Yeah, we'll fix you up for you. They can hear you. So you can hear them. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> right there, right there, right there. Hi, Mom. You guys are amazing. Oh, I haven't done that for two years. That was exciting. Uh, okay, it's time for announcements. The ones I'm aware of is that there is a board meeting today after church. You're all welcome to come. At two o'clock today is Grandfather Roy Wilson's Indian Christian service at two o'clock at Bear Raven. Uh -huh. And Anyone else have any announcements? Oh, I have an announcement. For I do, for Circle America. Can you hear me? Oh, Daria. Can you hear can you hear me? Okay. Yes, on fourth. Oh, you can. Can you hear me, Susan? Apparently not. Um, the rest of us can hear you. Apparently the church can't. I know. So I was waiting until they can. But there seems to be some distortion. We, we can hear you just fine. Right, on Zoom. Here in the church, we can hear oh, you Oh, you can fine. hear me just fine? Okay. Yes. On fourth Sunday from 3 to 4.30 Pacific time, we will have Circle America Book and Film Club. And this month, we're doing an immersion in uh, Asian Pacific Islander culture. And we have a film called uh, Snow Falling on Cedars, which is also a book. And there happens to be a scene in there from uh, Lewis County, I think, <laughs> or, or the Mossy Rock High School. And uh, anyway, if you're on our mail list, you get uh, notices for that. And if you want to be on the mail list, just let uh, Susan or Tom know, and we'll send you a, a flyer, okay? And it's the Book and Film Club, Circle America. Looking forward to seeing you there at some point. Thank you. Are there any other announcements? Okay. Then we will move on to our unity statement. 
And if you would say that with me, please. We believe in our oneness, oneness with all life and, and the power of love. love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Our song of joy today is Count Your Blessings. It's hymn 153 in the hymnal or visible up on the screen. Germaine Lafavre Ramestan, mother to Melvin Arthur Ramestan. I am his daughter, Karen Lee Ramestan. She was my first human connection after mom gave birth to me. You see, while she awaited my birth, mom was diagnosed with tuberculosis. This was a death sentence for many in the 1950s. And at the tender age of 22, mom was whisked away to be treated in a sanatorium. I, on the other hand, along with my two-year-old sister, was lovingly carried to Grandma Ramaston's home to live for the next three years. Having reared 15 children and now a widow, Grandma Ramaston took on the task of raising my sister and me with love and tenderness. To hear the stories, we were always dressed in pretty, pressed dresses, and my curls were always neatly held with matching barrettes. Grandma's love was like no other in my life. Recognizing the unique and special relationship we shared has been a treasure through all my days. Thankfully, mom survived many months of hospitalization and in time joined us to live at grandma's house. Eventually, mom was well and strong enough again to care for her family. We moved from Grandma Ramaston's home to a home of our own. I heard stories of the difficult transition this move was for me, and I have faint memories of sitting at the bottom of the stairs at our new two-story home, waiting for Grandma to come. My young mind wondering if she ever would. I learned the resilience and persistence of love that binds us together in time and space. 
From Graham, I learned the importance of faith and how trusting God could carry us through the harshest of times and the greatest losses we will ever experience in life. While breaking bread together, I learned that all the strength I ever needed for life, I already had, just as she did. Cutting rhubarb, I learned that it is important to forgive people. They're doing the best they know how to do, I recall Graham telling me. You might remember the offenses against us, she said. We can use the memories to make good decisions, but forgiveness heals our hearts. With sayings such as, however you make your bed, that is how you lay in it. She enforced the idea that I am responsible for my decisions and I will live with the consequences. One of the most important things Grandma Ramaskan taught me was to hug often and always to hug when you really mean it. Don't hold back on love and hugs. She taught me this not by her words, but by her example. She hugged like no other in my life and a hug was followed by a squeaky kiss on the cheek and as often as not a lollipop. The presence of Grandma Ramasnan remains in my heart always. She is and has been for many years a guiding angel in my life. Her gentle love and guidance, her gentle love guides me through the monumental transitions of life and the small tender moments. Her presence reminds me of the inner strength of my soul and the faith that sustains me through the many adventures of this life. Grandma Ramastan was the woman I bonded with at birth. In these, the senior years of my life, I am known as Grandma Texas by my grandchildren, yet I bear the name Grandma Ramastan to some of my extended clan. It is a heartbreaking honor. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. Hug often and hug like you mean it. Yeah. Our meditation song this morning is Sweet Hour of Prayer on page 88 or up on the screen.
And now we will say our affirmations. If you would join me, please. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. And I am at peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And today we will be saying the progressive Lord's Prayer, and we'll follow that with the Alleluia. Our Creator, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will be done. I am, even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am. to um, have a different speaker each week of the month and today we get to hear from Dr. Daria Sanchez and she's coming to us from the east coast and the other Washington and today she's going to continue her series see the vision through in 2022 and today's talk is honor the woman of valor. Audrey? Welcome. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see. I'm a creature of habit. This is the second Sunday. They did a little switcheroo. So yeah, my thanks to catch up. Welcome, Daria. Yes, I'll unmute myself and uh <laughs> be ready to talk here. Great. Can everyone there in the sanctuary hear me? Hold on, Johnny, still <laughs> Yes, okay, great. So I'm so glad to have this great combination of us on Why Zoom. What? Oh, it's okay, it's, 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 it's me. Is it time for me to start? Okay, <laughs> great. Um, I'm happy to have the combination of us in the sanctuary and here on Zoom. Yay, it's so wonderful to see you there in presence and the light coming through the sanctuary and all the people and seeing the hugs and feeling them across the waves, feeling the presence with you. So I am grateful for this day and the spring new beginning that, that's budding everywhere. So seeing the vision through in 2022, the vision of heaven on earth, the vision of the covenant we have with the universe, with mother, father, God, the promise of caring and walking out and being the Christ consciousness with one another. And nothing more than Mother's Day signifies that to me. 
<laughs> uh, when we look at this woman who's expressed in Proverbs, we've heard the expression of the woman in Proverbs 31 so many different ways. We've had it interpreted as the woman of noble character. How many people have heard that before? Or the woman of virtue, the woman of virtue, the good wife. And so I really looked into this more deeply uh, this time and, and uh, saw two characterizations that come from the Hebrew translations directly that use different words than those. One of them refers to this, what to look for in a woman as the woman of valor. The woman of valor, that that's what that translates to from the Hebrew and from the Bible that I use that, that translates directly from the Aramaic, the language of Jesus, they refer to her as the woman of diligence. And those two things put together say some powerful things if we take a look at what is being described about her in Proverbs 31. And let me go to that directly. Okay. And first of all, this whole um, message in Proverbs 31 is spoken of as uh, a, a biblical king is speaking about what his mother has advised him, what she has guided him about in terms of how he should be as a man and as a king and what he should be looking for in the mother of his children and in his wife. And what it says is this, First, he, he talks about what she told him about how he should be. Listen, my son, listen, my son of my womb, listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. He's, she's telling him not to be promiscuous. It is not for kings, it is not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, uh, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed people of their rights. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So she's telling him to be a just man. She's telling him to be a fair man and to speak for those who don't, cannot speak for themselves, those who have less power, privileges, and wealth. But in a woman, she's telling him, and this is when we get to the section about the woman of valor or the diligent woman, a woman of noble character who can find, or she, she is worth far more than rubies. Or who can find a diligent woman? That's another way, an interpretation of that verse. For her price is above rubies. Or who can find a woman of valor? For her price is above rubies. Those are the two definitions that come from uh, the Hebrew directly. They didn't have to go through Latin, Greek, et cetera, before they got to English, right? Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. 
She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Or we could say many women do things of valor, but you surpass them all. Or many women are diligent, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Wow. I mean, did you hear that list? Did you hear that expression? She's entrepreneurial. She's a horticulturist. She's a seamstress. She cooks. She has her servants, but she manages everything and her lights do not go out at night. I'm telling you, all of this power and to say valor, valor is most often heard in our society with respect to what? It talks about worth, what your worth is, what your courage is, what your fearlessness is. People are given medals for their valor. So we're talking, when we say, if this really means this woman of worth, this woman of strength has valor, she sees the vision through. Part of seeing any vision through for us is going all the way. Going all the way, not stopping in the middle. We may get tired, we may get weary, we restore ourselves and we come back again. We become resilient. We get up to do the next thing. We do the next thing. If you are a woman of diligence, you persevere. I remember one time in one of my earlier jobs, uh, right after uh, grad school, after, after I worked on my master's, this guy, I kept calling him about this job and I called and I interviewed and I called and I had a second interview and then I called and I called. And so about two months after I got the job, he says, do you wanna know why I really hired you? And I said, why? I thought he hired me because he wanted me to work there. You know, what else? So he said, he said I really hired you because you were so doggone persistent. <laughs> and I thought, my goodness. You know, and all of us have had the experience of, of persistence and also of giving up. What did we learn? We are all of us, men and women, the mothers of something. The ultimate thing about a mother is she brings forth a reality. She brings forth light. Even those of us who are women who have not given birth are mothers of some creation. We're mothers in some village. We have the comp compassion that goes with being a mother. We have brought something to life that did not exist. Some have written a song, some have written a book. We have something we've created. Some have created a network, some have created a business. Maybe it's not very manly to go around thinking about yourself as having mothered a business, but I'm saying from the standpoint of bringing forth life where there was none, That's part of looking at the universe and mother, father, God. In that sense, we have been, when people say they've been reborn, they are born of what? Well, they're talking about being reborn in Christ. In that sense, even some of the early metaphysicians in Christianity acknowledge Christ is your mother as well, has given that you have been born again in that Christ consciousness. As we honor our mothers, 
maybe not the mother who gave birth to you, maybe the mother who you identify with in terms of that bond of helping you to bring forth the life that you are now living, who you are, encouraging you, bringing the compassion and going all the way, seeing the vision through. The vision of you, what they conceive that you can be and providing a fertile ground and space for you to be that. In some cultures, one of my uh, teachers who was from uh, Zaire uh, used to say, I was six years old before I knew which mother was my mother. Because in his village, everyone was called, he referred to everyone with the word that they used for mother. Everybody told him what to do. Everybody told him when it was time to eat. All the different mothers. And that, that it, when you say it takes a village and that proverb comes from Africa, it's no joke. It's real. So this, this uh, it takes a village. And he said, I thought I called everybody mama because that was the way. And then I found out, oh, my biological mother is this one, <laughs> right? And that there was a difference. So that is the same kind of neighborhood that I grew up in. I knew which one was my biological mother, but in the block, everybody could tell us what to do. Everyone could tell us when we were, aren't you supposed to be inside now? Have you done your homework yet? There was no notion that that was none of their business, you know? <laughs> If, if aunt so-and-so, and that's what they were, the aunts. So those of you who are aunts but haven't given birth, you're another mother, right? In your village community of support. We need to honor and celebrate as we do, not just on this day, but celebrate what goes with this. When you go all the way with anything, all the way to see the vision through, it calls for what? Love diligence, perseverance, sacrifice. And that, all of that power is what we celebrate here in Mother's Day. We need to bless those mothers, <laughs> shower as much love on them. I showered on my daughters. They're showering on me, my friends, uh, because all of us, mother, one another of us through something. I wrote a poem about my mother. It's not too long, I'll share it with you. It's called Mother Root, Father Scott. And I say Mother Root because if you look at what happens to a plant in the desert, when there's a scarcity of water, the roots will go all the way as far as possible in order to find the water that the plant needs. So it's one of the most powerful metaphors I can think of about going all the way, about persevering, about the diligent woman. She is the mother root that would persist until the needs of her offspring are met. She was the mother root to me, the ground of Father Sky beneath the sacred tree. She wove our daily reality without time or passion to pursue other lifelong dreams she could have made true. She dreamed first of loving family, a new circle staying unbroken, living up to vows and promises spoken. She gave herself and her life to this dream a rock beneath Father Sky's waters and winds, carrying wisdom for storms to break and bend. She never let her children go free, whether they walked the city streets or flew across the earth's great seas. She dreamed I would be different and learn to love and accept me as I was once I became a woman living by my own and God's laws. I always wondered why she stayed so long in a marriage she felt had gone wrong. It wasn't my business, but they made it mine, sharing facts and asking help from a child of nine. 
Now I see how deeply she loved and how love helped to shape her heart. Now I'm careful what I wonder about because next comes the learning part. She was the mother root to me, the ground of father sky beneath the sacred tree. And when we sang the song today in the garden, that was her favorite song. So that kind of perseverance, diligence, courage, valor that she had, it's powerful. And everywhere we see it, we need to honor it, not just on Mother's Day. Because right now, despite whatever the laws used to be that limited women, despite the oppression where women couldn't hold land, despite the many different things that were used through certain decades and decades and decades and decades to limit, limit the power of women. We are now very much in the power of women and spirit that guides and governs us and dependent on that part of who we are in humanity for leadership, for all of us to be in the goodness of God and our power, for all of us to be bringing forth new realities. My idea of what would be great for my mother and, and father in the vision of their relationship wasn't their vision. My mother had a, uh, a wonderful mother who got married seven times. Now I'm 73, so imagine my, the time that my grandmother lived in and she was married seven different times. She didn't suffer fools badly. If it, didn't, if it wasn't right, she, <laughs> she parted, right? My mother grew up with a vision that she would never be divorced, no matter what. And that was her vision. She walked it out. to the ultimate end, to her death, she walked it out. So it was not my business to try to interfere with that vision. So I helped wherever I could with my family. And this is what, when we pray and honor our mothers and their dreams and their visions, she came to do all those things that she wanted to do. She got her teacher certificate. She taught school. She, you know, she, she wanted to design, design fabrics. Uh, she taught me how to sew. She taught my friends how to sew. I mean, so she did all those things. She taught me to get up at night and do all this food for multiple people, for the multiple people who would come through our house. And I did that. That was that became my job. She went to bed and I stayed up. I got up. My lights never went off. Okay, so all of these things I looked, you know, and studying, I said, oh, my mother was a woman of valor. My mother was a diligent woman. And for this, I celebrate her, I honor her, and for teaching me. So who is it in our lives that has been a woman of valor? Who is it that has been a woman of diligence? Who is it that has either walked beside us or whose shoulders we stand on or who has encouraged us, has shown us by example? Was it a grandmother? Was it an auntie, a godmother? But who did these things? And there may be several of them, but let's take a moment and begin to consider how they were courageous, how they were fearless. I learned so much about fearlessness from my mother. How were they perseverant through things where other people stopped? And how did they restore themselves and get back up again to do all those things that must be done? We know about the phoenix and the myth of the phoenix who goes up in flames, but who is created? A new life is born from all that goes up in flames. So no matter what the loss is, where we have hope with each other, where we have the ways that we've been taught 
in the consciousness of Christ, then we have this love, we have this interconnectedness, we have this relatedness from which no matter what is lost, we can rise up again. No, what, no matter who has moved on, we can rise up again a thousand times. I listen to the new theories that they're writing books about in resilience and I'm saying, oh, I know about resilience, right? <laughs> in organizations, in communities, in our lives, we know about resilience. Who was that beautiful person who showed you that, who modeled it, who made it visible? That you say your prayer, you sing your song, you step into the garden, whatever brings you comfort. Because most high and beloved Holy Spirit are teaching us how to recreate, how to restore, how to lean on this strength in the Christ consciousness. How to pay for the field that we find that is the field of our dreams. How to grow into it, how to sustain ourselves, how to be a person of honor. And we say, we bless the mothers. To be blessed is to be uh, in, the, uh, in the favor of God, the universe, but in the spirit of experiencing oneself as blessed. In the spirit. So as we contemplate how and who showed us to be a person of valor, to be a diligent person, one who perseveres, one who loves no matter what. Let's see how we can understand that that person and those persons are part of our walk. How do we honor them each day? Not just on Mother's Day, but how do we honor them? I was thinking <laughs> how relieved my mother felt when I would take on something that she used to do so she didn't have to do it. And she, I'd do it before she got home from work, <laughs> you know, and before my dad was home, uh, as soon as my brother and I hit the house, I would do whatever it was I decided to take on that time. She'd be so relieved. It's not that I said, anyone ever said, thank you for doing this <laughs> to her, <laughs> you know, whatever it was she was doing. It's part of the life. And my dad would sometimes look and surprise and he says, why do people, he didn't, he wasn't mad that we honored our mother. He just wondered why was there so much more energy about honoring our mother than there was about honoring our father? <laughs> you could see him wonder, you know, what's all this? There's so much more hubbub, you know, when it came to celebrating mother, you know, he didn't resent it. He just wondered, he said, why, you know, why? they don't make such a fuss over me when it's my turn, right? <laughs> just, just, just curious. You know, why, why it was so much more significant. It wasn't even any, anything anyone thought about. It was automatic because, and when she died, what I say is uh, one of the things the mystics used to say, we're not burying you, we are planting you. We are not burying you, we are planting you. And so on this ground, where the earth, as indigenous people teach us, is our mother and the waters are our mother. Write down a few of those things today that were taught to you that enable you to rise up like the mother figure you're picking and it's by your pick. It doesn't have to be your biological mother that you want to honor the day, make a, set up a candle for her. 
set up an image for her where you can see and with that candle with that flower you want to set. When I was a kid, when we went to church, we wore a red rose if our mother was alive. We wore a white rose if our mother had died. But whatever your process is, see if you can carry it on for a little longer than today. There's a wonderful song that speaks about this love, the kind of love I'm talking about that's in the Woman of Diligence is talking and the Woman of Valor. It's called Rise Up by Andra Day, A-N-D-R-A-D-A-Y is the last name. That's only homework I ask you to do is to listen to that song. Because the Woman of Diligence and the Woman of Valor who will see the vision through Go all the way is depicted in that song. Rise Up, you can find it on YouTube by Andre Day. Listen to that as your homework. Make a special space to keep it just for a week if you don't already have it. Some of you already have a special place for the mother figure we're talking about. Because if you're a man or you're a woman, You've got something you're giving birth to now. And you want to call on what you learned here. Celebrate the most thing you can do to honor someone who has brought you that kind of power and those kinds of teachings is to do the same thing and go further. To do the same thing. Go all the way. See the vision through bring through the reality. Don't get into the ninth month of the birth and say, psych, I was kidding. But make that happen. Let's close our eyes. Let's get grounded. Take a deep breath. And in your mind's eye, take another deep breath all the way from the center of the earth up to the crown of your head. Exhale. Imagine all the ways you can express your love, your honor, and your blessing for the women of valor and the women of diligence. That have been anywhere in your life, whether they're here living or not. If they're not living, imagine yourself pouring water on the earth that they may receive it or on a plant, or on a flower. Light a candle with pictures or names, or their names underneath and around the candle. A place of honor. But just allow all the names, faces, and images of those who have mothered in some way. And just take one thing that you learn from them, that you receive from them, and imagine yourself today passing that on to someone else. Passing on what was given to you and sharing it with another. <sighs> See yourself surrounded by those who have been women of valor or women of diligence around you and are living. What are the words what is the music? What is one action that really honors and blesses them? 
A blessing is an experience of favor. We've been shown so much love. Let it multiply exponentially as we bring forth our creations that God has given us to do, as we mother them and deliver them here on earth. And let us experience God's favor. in the love of Christ. And so it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Ashe, all my relations. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Daria. Power, diligence, persistence, courage, compassion. Wonder Woman was everyday superhero. Thank you so much. It's now time for our offering. We want to thank everyone who has been on Zoom and who has donated to Unity by mail. We continue <coughs> to appreciate your checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And you can donate also on the website, unityofcentralia.net. There is a donation button right on the opening page. And we thank you also for your gifts of your time and talent. And if you are here to um, give your gifts, you can hold them in your hand. And let us say our offering prayer together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
And I think there might be some leftovers afterwards. So come join us. Plenty more food. Plenty more, Johnny says. Um, and thank you to our tech guys who continue to figure this thing out. And what I'm most impressed with, honestly, is not their abilities that way, but uh, their patience and their cool and calm uh, you know, demeanor. I would be freaking out and going nuts. And they just go, oh, well, let's try this. Plug in, plug in, let's try this. And here we are, voila. And it just gets better and better. So thank you so much. Okay, it's time now for our healing prayer. And if you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, uh, just seek out their name or hold them quietly in your heart. And I cannot see those of you on Zoom, so just unmute yourself and speak right up, please. For Lynn. Prayers for Mary, who fell out of fall and is, has gone to the doctor. Hmm. Holding Paula Gale, Bebop, all the children who need help right now. Thank you pray for everyone that's being affected by the boards up there. Please pray for Vladimir Putin. And comes to his Our our friend John, who is in the hospital, he went to the hospital this morning <clears throat> or, or last night. Thank you, Vern. Yesterday, when at three o'clock. So we hold all of these people and situations that we have heard verbally and the ones you still are holding in your heart. And we pray, beloved Mother, Father, God. We ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And together we will say the prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. I'd like to thank all the people who made today's service possible. Dr. Daria, uh, Joyce, and Eileen, and Tom and Johnny. And invite you all back next week to Penny, who made the slides. Thank you so much. Next week, uh, Reverend Rosella Sims will join us. So please come back then. And remember the board meeting this afternoon, right after the service, and Grandfather Roy at two. And now we can circle up here and or 
um, an imaginary circle on Zoom, and we are going to see how she responds.